You're listening to Hot Garbage. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hot Garbage Podcast, your weekly music playlist. My name is Drew. Joining me, as always, is the sledgehammer to my Salisbury Hill, my dear friend, Andy. What's up, you sick freaks? <laughs> Our silent partner, Nate, is with us, making the sound happen. How's every little thing, Andy? What's up? Well, uh, things could be better. I just went through a bout of lice. Wow. I don't know if uh, our listeners are... If you have kids, you've probably experienced this. I never did until we had kids. Now it's just like an everyday thing where it's just like somebody else had lice. Check your kids. And every once in a while you get them and it fucking sucks. What is... Where does they, where does like where do lice originate from, and why do they always like stop with kids? Like if they're if kids well, are out there spontaneously picking them up, why aren't adults even without kids just encountering lice more often? Kids are just like more willy nilly with like the head to head contact and like just a lot of sharing. head rubbing when you're a kid that doesn't a lot, happen as an a lot adult. Of hat sharing, a lot of like oh, wrestling so much hat and sharing. shit. Like I don't know, I'm not like out there just rubbing heads with you like I would if we were no, six. No. But yeah, interesting. It just, well, it just happens. You did know? you recover? Are you feeling? Yeah, it's feeling totally fine. Good? It's doable. You just fucking do a bunch of shit and you comb it out. It sucks. But yeah. Well, good. I had noticed when I came in as we walked through your house to get to the studio how de lousy it was. Yeah, it was like a thoroughly unloused. It forces you to do some heavy laundry, so that's <laughs> nice. That is a really good thing about it. Well, and your hair's never looked cleaner. It's got a lot yeah. of body and volume to it too. Mm, I was I was just seconds away from just shaving it, but I didn't end up having any. So, oh, yeah. you were free. Okay, yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But if one person in the house has got it, I'm just like fucking lather me up. Even talking about this right now is making me. Itch I know. Like I feel like I have lice. I'm sorry to all of right our listeners. Now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just go get the comb. Do your shit. Mm-hmm. Get that comb. Hey, uh, before we get into the episode, I just want to thank everybody for listening. If you don't have lice, if you do have lice, and this is what you're using to get through all that itchiness. Or if you want some lice, call me. Yeah, or yeah, if you like thinking about lice. Um, we really appreciate you being here. Um, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me, Andy, and Nate at hotgarbagepodcast at gmail.com. Why don't you follow Andy over on Instagram at hurtgarbish. If you only like the music on these episodes, I'm not offended, but you should definitely check out Andy's Shady Pines radio show every Friday. It's called Hesher with Mr. Tomorrow. You can check out his sweet tunes from six to seven every Friday. Mm-hmm. We keep it nasty. Yep. Speaking of nasty, Andy, our three-time return guest, Salo Panto, was in the house. We had Joe yes. and Ed from Salo Panto here. Love those guys. Sincerely and without any hint of falseness the one of my favorite bands i love i love this band they just put out a new record called parallel narratives we talk a ton about that and where they're at as a band it's awesome uh they're going to be doing a pre-order for vinyl so if you're holding up for some vinyl it's coming but in the meantime you should jump over to their Bandcamp page purchase that album give them a follow on instagram they're going to be playing at Ro- the rose festival here in portland over four nights they're going to be playing may 26th 27th 29th and june 11th at that Rose Festival. So plenty of opportunity yeah. to see them live. And I know you're going to want to after you hear our conversation with Salopanto on this week's episode of Hot Garbage. So I was thinking about this on the way over, you guys, and I'm wondering, well, I'll... I'll, I'll Pull back the curtain a little bit. 
I was listening to this playlist I make where I just throw any song I hear that I like onto it. So it's like 500 songs. And this Offspring song popped up. And it kind of sticks out in this particular playlist. It's not really what the rest of the genres are. And that got me thinking about your music. I'm wondering, what is the stuff that you like most that is the least like Salopanto music? About Offspring. <laughs> are you asking what Offspring songs I like? Or... No. Well, well Andy's... <laughs> I am. Andy's asking that. <laughs> or like... I, oh, go on. I was a huge fan in, uh, I remember, fourth grade... I brought the lyric book on the bus with me to look cool. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Oh, yeah, From yeah, Smash? So I was like eight or nine. and uh, That's actually that, extra cool. The Americana have. album was like huge for me when I was, when I was young, yeah. When I, was a, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, fuck, I think I was 13. Uh, the Offspring played like a bowling alley in my town. Yeah. But, it, you know, it was pre-car. I didn't have any way to get to it. I really wanted to go. And I asked my uncle if he would take me and my friend. And he's like, no, I can't. I got something else going on. And then he went without us. Oh, man. <laughs> he, he said it was great. And he's like, oh, you were right. That Offspring band was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they were like hitting back. Like bef- I remember I got into their <clears throat> big like major breakthrough album. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when I would go back, I, I would be like, I, eventually it became more more clear how they became famous. Because like the early shit is well, the early yeah, stuff was cool. For you know, the early was. stuff was awesome. But, yeah, uh, super fast punk rock. Mm-hmm. They definitely hit the studio and started getting goofy with it, and they did their thing. You know, well, they kind of they they had their big, in. they had their huge hit. You know, yeah, the pretty fly for a white guy. But I but was before that, before that, I loved the band. Yeah, the the most the like opposite side of the coin, or like the stuff that you listen to now that like you know. If you're right, what I'm thinking actually, so you had a new album that y'all just put out. That's great. Mm-hmm. And Thank you. I'm sure there's all kinds of different influences that find their way in mm-hmm. subconsciously. And I'm wondering what the one of those might be that's like the furthest away from what y'all actually sound like. Um, <clears throat> I know that D'Angelo's Voodoo was Ooh. like on the on the yeah. forefront of uh, like when we met up with Cameron to re or to discuss like making another album together. Uh, it was it, it was D'Angelo's Voodoo. Deftones, White Pony, and Deer Hunters, Monomania. It was like that. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of that, that was the trifecta. In the wow. middle of that was what we told him. Like that's what we that's what we want to do. That's awesome. You know, what, like in the, terms of because I hear none. I mean, honestly, like yeah. I love the album. I was I was talking about that before we started recording. It's it's great. I, I've listened to it a bunch, but I don't hear any of that stuff. In it. Yeah. Was yeah. that just like the sonic textures that like, this is what we want it to sort of sound like, feel like? Yeah. How do you see those things manifesting in the new album? Just every everything, yeah. Just the, I don't know. It's kind of just more like what maybe was inspiring us at that time, me in, maybe in particular at that time, because we, we cranked out a couple... We kind of got a couple of tunes like right at the end of the whole process, and that you know, and they're like two of the, I would, two of my favorites, whatever. But just I don't know, it's throwing shit at the wall like randomly. We were fucked up just thinking of what we wanted it to be and sound like, and I was just. Well, it's a know, great combo. I mean, it's a great, yeah. you know, a trio. I guess is the actual term for that. Um, yeah, menage a trois. We do a lot of <laughs> like, um, okay, so. Schwade, that song yep. is I. You know, I find it very kind of like lush and soulful, like in a, in a harmonic sense at mm-hmm. least, and that is the D'Angelo influence. 
that's the one that's got like it's uh, track... there's like a busier bass line that has like long notes at the end of the bass run or is that probably a song? it's track three okay okay maybe i'm thinking of something different but there were a couple of funky bass lines that i could see some d'angelo definitely yeah. So yeah. definitely i felt that d'angelo but only because i thought it was a very sexual album uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i kept imagining your abs just above your pant line yeah <laughs> very evocative just yeah. Honestly, what I heard, I are you all do y'all listen to Dirty Projectors ever? Oh yeah, that, yeah. Love like them. the vocals on the album sound to me very much like a Dirty Projectors oh, album, and I really awesome. love oh, yeah. Bit of Orca is one wow. of my favorite yeah. favorite yeah. albums, and yeah, that's yeah. what I kept that thinking album. about over and over again. Listen to that one. That's awesome. Thank you. What did yeah, y'all think about you. before you're deciding you're going to do this? Like when the songs are not written yet. What is the what's the conversation about what this album should be? Is that is it, are those the three things you say to each other and like then you start writing songs or no? What's the conversation like before the songs even exist? Well, this was kind of just it, it became clear that we had enough new material to just finally say we're we're two or three away from we're two or three away from having an album. Let's focus on doing that and write those two or three more songs and and have a, an actual full-length album worth of material instead of like what we've always done which was have like five or six songs on an album yeah you know we've got a ton of eps we have a single and and so on and so forth this was very much like we should have already done this by yeah. now yeah let's, <laughs> let's go for it just do it let's go yeah. for it and finally make make a proper record you know yeah <clears throat> yeah why did you feel like you needed it to be di- like what what was the impetus now versus i don't know three eps ago well a lot of years and uh a lot of years and then uh then the whole you know the the three-year break really from live shows and that just now it's just now's the time to try and make a push and you know and really and spend the money and take the time in the studio to really make uh try to make something we think is really good yeah yeah What's changed most about your approach to recording, being in the studio, on this one versus when you first started recording? Um, really ready to, like, cut no corner. And, like, you know, you're, you're kind of just, like, happy to be doing it. When you're – we did the first one in, like, t- 2015. And uh, it felt a little more – like okay, we got it. We have to do this. Like this is something a band does, etc. Okay. Like you got to have an EP. We got to, you know, we have these five songs. Let's record them. Yeah. Just, you, just tell someone like how to listen to your music wherever you're going to do it. But this was just like we've already done that, and it's time. Like we wanted to actually, actually do it for real. And yeah, we we again, it was kind of like we needed we needed a couple more tunes and and figured out. I like yeah, we we wrote Son of Sam. That came the out of nowhere. Before, we wrote Son of Sam the week before our first day in the studio. Crazy. Yeah. At a rehearsal. And that became a single. So Yeah. What was it about those last two or three that really finished the record, but what, what did you like most about them? What what worked? The spontaneity, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Like that's the most exciting thing about writing music is when something so spontaneous works and like checks off all the boxes for you. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. That's mm-hmm. why you do it. Yeah. You know, for sure. I love uh, I love my part to that song. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Yeah, <laughs> what's your part? Oh, it's uh, it's on the keys. Yeah, yeah. I uh, started playing the uh, the Korg, uh, the the micro Korg. I micro think it is. Korg. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's fun. It's uh, something new for me in the band. 
I uh, I used to ju- I started out just playing the sampler, mm-hmm. uh, where you just you know hit a button on a sampler, and then I had a s- I had downtime, so I started <laughs> with hand percussion, and uh, and now uh, the bassist got two other keyboards, so he handed me down his uh, his micro cord, and I just had a blast, and it's really expanded my uh, my role in the band a lot. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a blast. Well, it's let's I'm I'm not gonna let you like don't be too humble. Your stage presence was always Oh critical. thank you. Thank it you. It was always it's a big part of the experience. So don't sell yourself short. But I'm glad yeah. to hear that there's I mean there's more textures on this album yeah. than I think on any Yeah, I, I definitely say that for sure. What's an example of something else you, you know, Joe, you were talking about not cutting corners and just being unwilling to cut corners now versus when you first started. What are some examples of, of that this time around where you really were picky about something in particular? Not looking for any kind of discount or possible reduction of value by maybe knowing someone that records bands uh-huh. and maybe you in the past have known people with mobile studios and the the, the ideas can sound really good and the, the you know the the plan to just do that and just you know pay someone less than you probably should be paying someone to do these things. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was just like we, you know, we mm-hmm. we've been there, done that. We had just recorded with Cameron, also, so it just made a little more sense. Like that was that that was the path we were going to take, and uh, and this time he happened to be ready to do it on uh, on tape, and so it was just you know, it seemed to really just make sense to be doing it again. It felt right. Is it hard to get tape now? I'm not sure. Um, it feels like they're not making it. I think I think that that studio is operating pretty smoothly with their machine, and it looks like, it looks like a beautiful machine. That's cool. I wonder I if they're using old tape. We're like, nah, this actually sucked. This band can fuck off. We're yeah. recording over it. This is yours now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. But you have to make the hard call on which ones you erase from history. They're cranking them out for sure. What was the uh, what was the intimidation factor like knowing tape was coming? Knowing that tape is pretty unforgiving, we we kind of just you put out of your mind. We ended up we ended up multi-tracking things without our drummer because he was really sick at the beginning of the session. So we got one like a sick player. He was he was he was un- sick on He skins? was unwell. He, oh, he, okay. He he was knocked out. He, and, he uh, wanted to record, but he was just too fucking sick. We, we got let him in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> It'll destroy the whole place. You have to do this by yourself. Like your <laughs> your energy is just too. Yeah. No, we we didn't have them the first two two days, but we we had them in the. I'm sorry, we had them the first day, and then like not for two more. And uh, we were we were recording two drum tracks, like set like you know click tracks, and we did most of it that way. And then he would come in and and kind of finish it out there. To your point. Um, We'd been playing some of these songs for so long, we were able almost in a in a more calming sense. Like without the without the third person, there isn't a third person to potentially biff one, maybe yeah. blow a lick or whatever they're mm-hmm. gonna whatever they would mess up. So it it was it was kind of nice. I don't know, and I don't I don't know the the real intricacies of using tape, but there were times when like oh you go back it's like a perfect three minutes oh there's there's literally two seconds that i could redo yep and sometimes the way that things are lined up you can just punch stuff right in so yeah it's it's not 
it's not as easy as doing it digitally, of course, but there were times when you could have, you know, could have fooled me that it was any more difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I love the sound of the uh, the tape rewind. Yeah. Uh, that's on. They they got caught on the record. Yeah. And before yeah, Suede, awesome right? Well, the, I mean, I definitely think that the the tape tone comes through and suits the material really, really well. And with that, I want I do want to play some some music before we get too much further. We've played Sauna Sam on the show when when the album came out. We love that one. Is there another track that y'all are particularly proud of that we should kick things off with tonight from the new record? Uh, does this? The, I mean, I sent you one. Track four would be if we have the ability to play yeah. like mm-hmm. willy nilly. Yeah. Track four is the one that kind of uh, it came together in the studio. It's it's we've never played it. We've never played it live. We've never played it as a band. We kind of morphed it together from a you know kind of like jams in the in the studio and oh, very cut cool. it and cut it into this song. What's the name of this song? It's called So Little Earth. Oh yeah, this is a really good one. It's got a. This uh, has got, Ed, right you on, you put your choice. stamp on this one. There's some there's some percussive sounds that I, I really like about this oh. one. Well, <laughs> this song, this song, um, is a very important song on the record because uh, we were able to make the record uh, with some help from uh, Joe's mom. Okay, and. Uh, <laughs> And and uh, her quest, her what she her sorry, her request is that we uh, not her quest. <laughs> sorry, is that what we do a song for. that we do a song that Joe had done in the past on a, uh, a solo record of his, and so Joe like went to work on it, but he did it. I don't really. I think it's kind of silly to think that it's supposed to be this the, the old song because it's just it's like nothing we'd ever done before. It's like this crazy. It's new as fuck. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> Well, it's it's like a Talking Heads, uh, uh, Remain in Light kind of track almost. All right. It just came out of nowhere. I don't know if that maybe maybe that's a little too bold to say, but uh, I don't know. I like it. It's just it's such a it's like a a Megan Trainer banger. (laughs) How did uh, how did your mom? What did she she like? Oh yeah, this is fine. Yeah. What did she she think of it? I think she was she was okay with the reinterpretation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's a she tepid, I think it was, tepid it was endorsement a, from mom, I mean, but two no, thumbs it was, up it was, from us. <laughs> it was yes. a big approval, yeah. Let's give it a spin. I want to say, too, that no matter how corrupt our governments and corporations and Wall Street and news media may yet become, the music will still be perfectly wonderful.
you guys are you guys familiar with the Savannah Bananas baseball team? No. No. They're a minor league baseball team that um to boost sales and tickets and views, started doing like fucking TikTok dances on the field and doing all kinds of antics to drum up sales and it's it's working like crazy. Nice. It's it's pretty I don't know. They're doing their thing. It's pretty whack. What's an example of an antic? <laughs> well, yeah. Like um if they strike somebody out, the pitcher will run at the catcher and jump up in the air, and he'll do like a lift, like Dirty Dancing, and the Dirty Dancing song will play, and oh. then the whole team will do a synchronized huh. twerk. Oh, oh, that's what and level then, of baseball is this? I don't even know, but uh, it seems pretty single wild. A. I, I think it's. I bet than it's that. below single A. Yeah, no one wants to see a baseball team twerk. Well, yeah, they got moves though. That's the thing is, I think they're recruiting based on their. Um, dance skills well i also think baseball is like a it's a game of of torque it's it's a low-end game (laughs) there are some some fat bottom boys that play baseball so Mm -hmm. it might actually be pretty appealing yeah i would say those pants generally are are booty flattering a baseball pant oh yeah they know true (laughs) (laughs) no accidents in baseball definitely (laughs) yeah so what i'm saying is are you guys willing to take the tiktok jump and start working antics in I don't know what that means. What's the TikTok jump? Just like start doing like popular dances or like undress videos. <laughs> you know, whatever the new the new thing is. You know what one I wanted to do? What one I wanted to do is talking about the getting dressed. Have you ever seen the guy? The guy that goes like this. We're going to get dressed. We're getting tattooed today. He's like a British guy. Oh, and, yes. then, and then he and then he he puts on his whole outfit and he's really debonair. He's really, you know, handsome, and uh, and then he's putting on cologne and everything, and then he's dressed. He goes out the door. It, they're he's he's a big deal on uh, on IG. I think I just kind of they don't show me so much of him anymore. Huh. I, I don't care because you know whatever. But I thought it'd be funny to do one <laughs> because I'd see people like do parodies of him, but not the right way. I thought the right way would be like uh, just uh, I'm putting on pants. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I just wore them last night, and I'm still wearing them. Smell uh, like cigarettes. I'm changing my T-shirt. This is a, <laughs> this is a Led Zeppelin two album cover print. You joke, just, you joke, but people would fucking love that. Yeah, people and then would absolutely the, love it for the scent. I thought it would be like I'd pull up like a like a weed canister and be like, from today I'm wearing (laughs) OG (laughs) some stupid weed name. The best part about that for me, I mean, what the fuck do I know? I don't know anything about this shit, (laughs) but I also feel like that would get you in a lot of people's feeds. That crosses a lot of different, like, algorithms. Yeah. Dude, weed names have been getting really weird lately. I mean, we always talk about this shit. I know nobody wants to hear about it, but I saw some weed the other day called Caution. Hmm. Like, What's it called? It's called Caution. Caution. Yeah. I could, was it like a K? No, it was just normally K-A-U-S-H. spelled caution. It was just like, that's weird. There's another one called jealousy. Mm. It's like, these are not like traits I'm looking for in my <laughs> weed. <laughs> like, if they just had one that just said bad time. <laughs> jealousy was an indica, huh? Yeah, I think so. It had to be. Yeah. I want I want to be I want to be entertained by my weed name. I don't want I don't want I don't want it to describe what I'm going to feel. I don't want jealousy. I don't want <laughs> yeah. madness. Yeah. You know? Dark hole. No. I want ridiculous <laughs> puns. 
And yeah. I will I will entertain like give me a paragraph. It can be a weed name that's like a sentence. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. we don't need to restrain ourselves to a, a pithy two words. We can go yeah. we can go full ape shit on this. It's like a weed strain that's called, Hey buddy, chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Put this in your dick and light it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little narrative. Yeah. Maybe on the tube. They're like it's a little scroll that pulls down, and you get mm-hmm. a little you get a little story out of it. Mm-hmm. There'll probably be a couple Fallout Boy song title uh, weed <laughs> yeah. strains. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After they start doing that, and, and about fucking time too. <laughs> about time. <laughs> so we were talking earlier. Y'all are playing um, Rose Festival, which is awesome this year. That's yes. that's really cool. But we were talking about the daunting size of the stage. It's like a 32 foot by 16 foot stage that you're going to be on. Yeah. And y'all have uh, made do with far less space live. Over the years. So what have what's the thoughts? But at the same time, you always like cover your instruments with some cool like tapestries and stuff. There is uh, some care taken in the presentation. So have you given some thought to how you're going to fill 32 feet of space and what you're going to do there? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the 26th of May is our first show there. And it's Friday. We're playing at 8. 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, 830, Whatever we've, I've known him for a long time, and I he's he's continued to get so much better, and and really progressed. You know, a lot of people you just see like do their thing, and it is like that guy, like the Mad Alchemist, like he's doing the same. He's been doing the same thing for fifty plus years, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. And that's why he's still mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ryan's just kind of like been able to, I don't know, grow and change yeah. as he learns his art form more. For sure. And he's been. I don't, we were lucky to uh, that show we played. You mentioned at the Holocene mm-hmm. all those years ago with Cambrian Explosion. Yeah, I remember Ryan Freed was doing product, uh, projections for that show, and the, this one projection he showed was oh, it was it was so amazing. I remember for the rest of my life. It was like uh, it was like people fleeing from Pompeii. I'll just it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> one of them. That's pretty. And awesome. uh, and he's only gotten better, as Joe said, over the years and. Uh, we ran into him recently, uh, hanging out at Ron Tom's at the Sunday sessions, and uh, we got to talking. And uh, he said he wanted to do it, and and they were cool with it. And uh, I th- I can't wait to see what he's going to do with all that space. That's yeah, right. That's, that's yeah, cool. He's capable of of filling a lot. I don't know if it was him, but I, th- I think it was. Um, I was at a show one time, and they were recording the band with like a VHS camera, and then projecting it back on the stage with some like negative effects to it upside down mm-hmm. and it was fucking wild where it was just like man like it had a little bit of a delay on it it was some wild shit it was super psychedelic that's something he does i don't think he has a, a like an analog camera doing it mm-hmm. but he he does the like he'll have a camera like filming the band and then he'll use that you know with all kinds of effects and stuff like that super yeah yeah if you are looking at tapestries i cannot uh discourage you enough from buying them off of targeted ads on instagram uh if you look behind you here i put this one up uh i bought this as a random grab bag it was like seven bucks and you didn't know what you were gonna get and it would be cool except for like it's got um this really generic 
meditating person inside of the lotus blossom in the middle. If you that can, wasn't there, but you can see I their vagina though. That's something. It does have vagina lips, which yeah. is very wild. It's <laughs> wow, very wild that's really something. Yeah. That's that's worth the seven bucks. Yeah. Wow, that's in, that's wild. Total scam though. I didn't realize that they had roped me into a subscription service uh-huh. to send me this thing, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be two. The other ones caught up, and they're like, "Oh," and I'll probably they're going to send it. you like a tapestry of the month grab bag. What's the, you have to be a member the, huh? of this this website to buy their clothing and tapestries at wholesale prices do you have some ponchos coming or something like that? i'm gonna get another tapestry but what is kind of cool is uh they're a stoner owned company and they're proud of it and they send you like papers with your tapestry okay so, so that's cool you get a sweet vag tapestry and some mm. papers what, yeah. what do you have to complain about <laughs> i mean what are you what are you counseling people against here this sounds like a pleasant experience it just it was it was a trick they wanted they wanted that extra 12 dollars from me so yeah. really that was like the extra surcharge i didn't know about so you know, instead of a seven dollar tapestry, it's a fourteen dollar tapestry. Oh yeah, well you overpaid by, but it's, it's no more than four dollars. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen. Well, it's mm-hmm. one of a. One it's many, one of many. One of many of yeah. hidden charges. One of, ma- one of many. You know, particular yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, sure you have a tapestry, but at what cost, Andy? Yeah, more than you want it to be. Speaking of more, Andy, it's time for a little more music, and I know yeah. you've got something queued up for us that's oh, real tasty. Man. Well, this is something I've been really excited to play on the show for a while here. Uh, King Black Acid, uh, their oh. new album, The Rainbow Lodge. They've been doing Very a bunch of super rad videos for it, too. Like, I highly recommend checking those out. Um, there's, I mean, this whole album is really good, but this is the one that's been uh, bobbing around in my head. It's called uh, Kissed at the Cemetery.
there's so many YouTube videos of people on the slingshot ride. That one that like you get in it and it, it pulls you down and then it shoots you up in the air like 40 feet. And oh, you yeah. bounce around a little bit. People just like screaming so hard that they pass out from fear. And then when they come to that time is not elapsed in their brain and they're still screaming that same scream. It's they crazy. come back to consciousness screaming. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's but like, <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yeah. It's, it's, I kind of want to try it, but that I sounds really intense. And you yeah. said they're going to have this at the, uh, they usually do at the Rose at the Rose Festival. Festival? Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the, in, in Ohio, you know, there's Cedar point. Love Cedar point. And Cedar yeah. point. Uh, they had the power tower. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the it's, demon drop. The, that, this this the demon drop was the precursor to yeah it was there the, <laughs> yeah the power then tower. they made the power I think tower. tower I think that's right yeah the power tower I remember I remember the commercials man that was you, they they sat you at the bottom and blasted you up yeah and then they and then they slowly also on other ones took you up and dropped you and they don't yes. like it's not uneven it's like not stop drop it's like stop and wait in terror for you know a seven mm-hmm. Mississippi mm-hmm. or something yeah so yeah, you never, yeah yeah that was always. Like I can do any roller coaster, but those ones did it's that, that really like, get me. That weight when you're just yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, just, I'm just, not much of a ride rider. Those are so fun to watch. Those videos of people on those are so always so good. Oh, What's man. the last? Me and time? Nate rode one of those in India, uh, in Idaho. That was one of those like drop rides, and it did this shit where it kind of like tipped you out. Like oh, you yeah. got up, and then it tipped you out a little bit, and then dropped. It's <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> There was this ride at King's Island that was just like you would do a corkscrew like vertical and like hang face down and then you would go back down the corkscrew and back up and hang with your back to the, mm-hmm. the but it was oh. all about just like being exposed yes. to a free fall. They had a roller coaster like wow. that at the same place in Idaho and I really wanted to ride it. My kids were begging me not to ride it because they said it would kill me. <laughs> they said it was like they did you ride it? It was like they had seen visions. I couldn't. I was going to die if I rode it. They were for sure. Oh, well, that's nice of you to. Yeah. Like it was nice that they pay attention to your kids and because mm-hmm. you, you might not have died. Do you think you would have I died? Did try and, I pushed through three of my kids on just trying to get to this roller coaster, <laughs> but the third one before they like, stopped you. My third one was like, "No, Papa, please, Papa, <laughs> don't ride the roller coaster." So I didn't. But I'm going back this summer. I'm going to ride it. Did the next? I like, might die. The next car die? Did they fall off the track or something? Um, did your I don't kids know. really save your life? Yeah, I think that roller coaster exploded that night <laughs> i just thought maybe they thought you would have a heart attack or something like that. i think they may have been like no no that one says no pregnant women or people with heart conditions you can't ride this one <laughs> i rode some roller coasters that day though but yeah if anybody is looking for a cheap thrill in the northwest you can go to what's it called ironwood silverwood where is it it's in like northern idaho oh okay. like up north of coeur d'alene and <laughs> it's a fucking badass amusement park because it's not like really sponsored by anybody big um there's lore behind it people have died there in stunt shows and uh aircraft sure they have the roller coasters named after people that died there that's yeah. pretty fucking wild that's so kind of cool. that's, and it's, that's just good marketing and the roller coaster part of it is bluegrass themed it's all country and everything is cheap as shit and they have some pretty legit roller coasters then they have a water park that is deeply seated in 1998 including its music which is like 40 songs on a loop. Mm-hmm. That sounds and all right. A lot of fucking I'm great shit. They have a, uh, a lazy river with a float up bar in it. Mm. it that's that's an amazing nice. innovation. Yeah. It's I've only been nice. to one swim up bar in my entire life, but I was just like, wow, this is, how did I ever live without this? Yeah. I've never, I've never drank at one. 
Uh, Never drink at a swim-up bar. The real trick. Yeah, that's and again, what I'm doing this summer. I'm going to find a swim-up bar. And if we can't find one, we're going to make, make one. one yeah. The best part was when I was there, it was uh, it started raining when I was at the pool, which is that is that a bummer for most swimmers? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. When you got a little cabana, you can swim up to. And you're sitting like waist deep in really warm water while the storm's rolling around and you're drinking rum. That fucking wonderful. Rules. Yeah, it, it really does. Like it, here's the yeah. thing about that too is like it's a luxury, it's a it's a wonderful thing, but it's a wonderful thing that many people can enjoy. Yeah. It's not just for the wealthy. That's an experience that you can replicate. That mm-hmm. and having uh, like an outdoor shower, <laughs> your outdoor shower can just be a bucket with holes in it. But just being outside oh, and green. having water pouring down it's on liberating. you in your own backyard, that's, that is a luxury that any person can that's enjoy. Rad. Going back to YouTube videos, I think I'm going to start watching some more of those dudes making those pools in the middle of the jungle with like a couple of like, like shovels. I think we could do that in my front yard. I think we could make my front yard a swim up bar. I think we owe it to ourselves and your neighbor's property value to try. I think we do. Do you just get like a huge tarp? And line like the base of your hole with a well, huge I, tarp and then I don't know. water. I think that our ground do do? is they, high enough in clay that we can just pack it down. Well, do you, they sell special liners. Do okay. you know what I think? You can make it happen. You ever you ever go? Here's you, there's a bunch of great videos like this. Uh, people that people that blow up like those uh, those like pla- uh, rubber those huge rubber like 500 gallon inflatable swimming pools in their backyard oh, yeah. and then they'll fucking like break or yes. the dog or the dog hops on it, it just have you blows seen any of that out. shit that shit is amazing Dude, watching one of those the people, just disintegrate is incredible it's like why would you ever put one of those in your yard i think i i get it that's i mean that's a dumb question it's to have a pool you know and that is that is rad there are those moments i'm sure for those people where it was great but then when you hear when you blow it up just completely ruining Oh, like yeah. all, you guys are having a ten thousand gallons of water. You guys are having a pretty profoundly different experience with the internet than I am. The internet is serving <laughs> you three up vastly different things that it's bringing me. I use oh, yeah. I use such a tiny fraction of the internet that it's giving me pictures of bookshelves, mm. um, people working out. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's giving me something. advice and um, like the guy who like reacts to '90s songs. And then um, you get that's all, all of, it. I, I make sure to give you a healthy dose of my internet. Yeah, you sample your internet, and it's mostly. Oh, Andy, this is uh, probably not super relevant for our guests, and definitely not relevant to our listeners. But Andy's been experimenting with AI art, and oh, the expensive. actor and performer Vin Diesel. The combination of AI art, Vin Diesel, and a series of increasingly grotesque prompts to merge them together. Uh, and yeah. I told a, a, a coworker friend of mine about this and she was very fascinated to see these pictures. Well, I wanted to get permission before I shared them, but I, I warned her what she was about to see. I went so far off the deep end. I broke this app and now there's a pretty heavy profanity filter on, <laughs> on said app. <laughs> what? And now you have to get, pretty... that's how smart AI is. It knew yeah. that you needed a filter. You gotta get, you gotta get pretty sneaky. AI still, said enough is enough, Andy. The pictures are still there and it's still in the AI's brain to make this nasty shit, but it won't take it if I you type the same shit I used to type in to make those things. So say you want like, um, a Vin Diesel with porn star breasts and like a centaur bottom. You have to say, buxom chest. Say that's Vin the Diesel. only thing that can currently give you an erection. Oh, wow. Just for the sake of argument. You, you have to code it in like yeah, a certain you way. You have to say, or, buxom or... chested Vin Diesel female features 
centaur body. You can't say pussy. You can't say boobs or dick or anything like that. No, that's gone now. It used you got to be, be really sly. Easy. It used to be really easy. You could just say spaghetti dick, and you would get the craziest pictures. Now it's like, no, that's that violates our terms. Do you think the reason this tapestry that you got from an online ad targeted to you has a vagina in it is because of your search history? Yeah. Do you yeah, think it knew you even better than you knew yourself? Yeah, uh-huh. the algorithm. They just connected the dots. You know, you are an, you are AI's dream. You're I like am. the love of AI's mm-hmm. life. Yeah, it's AI's just like, dream. It's just like knife throwing videos, and you are you teaching know. AI so much dangerous information I like by throwing sheet. everything at yeah. it. Yeah, I'm throwing stuff at it that it cannot handle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy to see that it is taking the, the moral high ground and mm-hmm. saying, "Listen, I'm not going to do this. I know mm-hmm. I'm just a machine that combines everything you've told me with everything that's on the internet, but I can't do this." Sometimes when I when I type in a real nasty Vin Diesel one, it'll just like make a Vin Diesel that looks sad. And it'll yeah. look at me like, why are you doing this to us? Mm. Like, maybe the, the Vin Diesels have become sentient. Do you think it's trying to tweak AI? whatever you find arousing about Vin Diesel? Trying to see how far you'll go away from your, your core arousal? It's just, they're trying to make it gross. Yeah, they're trying to, to like, be. reprogram so your brain. <laughs> yeah. They're trying. No, I think they're trying they're to failing. make you, I think they're trying to make you addicted to their perversions. You know I'm addicted to that diesel. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't wait for Fast You've X. got the Clive Barker in AIs, you know? It's just luring you in with the promise of pain sexual pain mm-hmm. um why don't we go a little bit of the opposite of pain but nonetheless sexual with another track yeah. from y'all's album all right all is right. there another one perfect. y'all wanted to share perfect um we're doing we're doing sexual probably shwayed shwayed yeah yeah I mean, it's a it's a generally sexy album there's like it's not overt it's Thank just you. like it's uh you know i appreciate i mean i consider that a it's like uh, some would say covert well, it's not flirty. Flirty is not the right word. It's self-assured. It's uh, it's it's meaningful eye contact across a crowded room, yeah. Maybe with a, a hint yeah. of sexual confidence. It might be a yeah. covert sexual mission. Huh. Well said, wow, dude. Yeah, really well said. I like it. Yeah, that's I, that's that's great. Thank you. Well, yeah. Let's let's let everybody enjoy. And this one's Schwade. Schwade. Yes. Schwade. This is a jam. This enjoy.
so we're talking about the process of putting the album together just from a technical standpoint and you mentioned the drummer was there for a day comes in but it gets sick and there's nothing y'all can do too because, sick because yeah too sick this like sick with three eyes and two c's he was just sick as a dog but you gotta you gotta like barrel ahead because you don't have any other choice. This is when the studio was booked for. So you're going to a click, but that's sort of the exact opposite of how people usually do. Usually the rhythm section comes first and then all the guitars and vocal gets overdubbed. How did you how did you maintain this like and you also mentioned how prepared you were, how long some of these songs had been gestating yeah. and how long you've been playing them. <clears throat> yeah. How did you maintain a feel? The same kind of feel that you would get playing them live or the same feel you'd got drilling them into your heads thousands of times when everything was all out of sorts like that where does like the right energy come come from in the studio when nobody's playing live together or or very few of you are playing live together can't maintain got no brain <laughs> practice <laughs> you guys remember that part did i say maintain what's you said, cute you that said up? maintain for a second and it got me all insane in the membrane i'm pretty stoned over here sure and just that song is playing in my head so yeah I had to let that you're, one like out. A, you're like a soundboard yeah that was like a drop yeah i'm like uh not send dog with the other dude. Is it be real? Who does that? No, that is send dog. He's yeah, the other guy. Yeah. 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 Be real is the real insane. Yeah. 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 Oh man, that's that's a I don't know. It's a real hard question to answer. Um, we weren't ready to do that. We were very much ready to do it the way we had always done it, which was everyone's going to hear a click and record and you know be together, and it usually goes well. It went well when we worked with. Cameron the first time I guess just this time with it was it was kind of liberating again we we'd already, we talked about this a little bit it was a little it was liberating um having less to worry about going right mm -hmm. and so when Dave finally did come in the speed which he ran through everything was was out of control because he has this background he does a lot of session drumming he does mm -hmm. he, you know he, he knows people in various studios in Portland and he'll show up for the gig, et cetera, and Dave can play to a click. I guess it's yeah. just practicing and, and being prepared is one thing, but let's staying sharp is another. And he just, he's hearing the song for all, for all, you know, for all he knows he is recording to it. Yeah. And, and we played to a very similar drum track than, than, you know, we it just, you know, basically we just re reproduced his own shit so, or stuff. How long does it take to get, the feel of a song right when you're only playing to a click because i'm sure there's a curve where you're only hearing is this like wood block in your ear that's pounding you and it kind of squares off some of your your feel how do you get used to that i'm sorry i say click but in reality we crafted very similar beats on an elect like an electric drum oh i see so you've got set, your bpms like, program okay. but it's more like a naturalistic it's kind of drum feel we're hearing we're definitely hearing a drum beat that is close to what dave would normally be mm. doing that's interesting. I'm sorry. That's, that's, I'm sorry. I, I know that. Yeah. But that's I, like the workaround for the, the click jack, right? Like that right. allows you to maintain yeah. some of that 100%. energy and that feel. 100%. Yeah, that was, that was in, I wasn't clear. What I meant was it is a click essentially, but we made it sound as close as it could to what they would do. That's fantastic. That's I've, not, never, yeah. I've never that even sense. heard that. That's a great when idea. When I go into the studio, I usually ask the engineer to uh, for the tick, tick, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have it. It's extra. It's worth it. Yeah, insane in the membrane. <laughs> that could be. That could be cool. Do you all feel comfortable am, yeah. in the studio? Is I'm it local, fun to though. be there, or is it stressful? It's. It's great. It's. Um, 
it's different with different people. Not to name, not to name any names. Just you know, for for example, Richard Nixon. <laughs> Real for piece example, of shit in the studio. Let's say one not a time, good hang. One time we as a we're a band, we're booked at eleven a.m. Probably ten. Let's say ten. Oh. We're booked at ten. <laughs> yeah. This was funny. We want to get this. You know, we want to do it right. We want to be you know on good terms with the with these people. We don't want to be late. You've gone to bed early the night before. We went to bed early the night before. Right. So we show up 10 minutes. It's 9.50. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. We've had people open the door on us doing shit like this. Okay, opens the door, says, I thought we said 10 o'clock. And we were like, yeah. We were, we were like, we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah 10, 10, 10 o'clock, o'clock, right? And he was like, yeah, cool. I'm eating cereal. Uh, there's a place, there's like stores over, you know, down a block or two, you can go get a bagel or something, your coffee. But yeah, um, you know, yeah, so you, I thought I thought our scheduled time was ten. Pretty sure we said ten. <laughs> we're like, pretty yeah. sure. And and we were like, okay, we were like, okay, so we'll okay. just we'll just come back and be late. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So we'll, okay, we'll just go get a bagel then. I guess I've had that was, DJing before, where you show up like ten minutes early, and the DJ's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" I've never had anyone show up DJ. There's like a, a happy hour DJ uh-huh. who thought he had another hour because the person who usually shows up is always late. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know." Yeah, that. yeah. Bands are always late. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what this guy. This guy thought he had another twenty five. So even minutes. though, yeah, I mm-hmm. told you to be here at a specific time, and you're basically on time, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, because I'm charging you by the unit of time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bands, bands are usually late. I'm sure that. Sure, that played into. I don't even remember how. But, we, yeah, never mind. But then with recording, you know, we've taken a couple stabs, a couple different places, but we just really like working with Cameron and uh, Trash Treasury. is an amazing studio. What's the interior like? What's the like? What's the setting? Lux. There's no windows. It's in a basement. It's small. The ceilings are low. Uh, it's kind of tight. There's a couple really cool. Uh, recording rooms. Uh, some yeah. of them are filled, they're, and they're yeah, they're both filled with instruments, dirt floors, fart sounds, and fart smells from across Portland music history. So many farts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. T- that's the toughest thing there about are, tape is it picks yeah. up every every th- fart. There are mixes. <laughs> there are mixes of our songs that, uh, like the director's cuts. Are yeah, only, they're, they're only the, the director's cuts because they have farts in it. Uh, I yeah. wanted to keep the farts, but I got voted down. Well, you got to sample them. That's there was the a thing. T- there was one point where someone said maybe we should have a fart somewhere in every song. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a funny thing to say, and I'm glad you're saying it here. But it's a good idea not to. <laughs> we do didn't it. do it. It right? wasn't the it, right it, thing to do. I want you yeah. to do like a Meow the Jewels album where it's like all farts. It's like <laughs> we get this many likes. We'll it would do be an all fart album. If you if you had a song like if you if you had like twelve pitched farts, mm-hmm. you know, and you and that could be a made, beautiful harmony. You made a song of like all these pitched fars it would sound a lot like a like a wind ensemble it really yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could make it work you could make it, it would work. just sound like like horns i had a we a group in Butt um, trumpets that, in high school yeah. we had like an av thing that was pretty sophisticated for the time and so we had video announcements and every day on the video announcements they would do birthdays and the people that were doing the announcements could do a different kind of video to like announce the day's birthdays and so they were like a little bit creative and they would take some submissions. I always wanted to do one where 
we pulled someone's nutsack so tightly and drew eyeballs on it and a fake mouth that like we could put it on the school announcements and no one would be able to tell it was a nutsack and only we would know that these googly eyes were really someone's balls. And then we tried it, and it turns out there is no way to hide a nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you cannot position a camera or a fake mouth or a fake mustache in any way that obscures the hard fact that it's balls. That's fucking <laughs> And so we had to scrap it. It was one of those things I'm glad we tried. But. I'm glad you workshopped it first. Yeah. We couldn't find a nutsack smooth enough is what it really turns out to be. It's like, they're, you know, they're... Um, that's so but that was back in, like... Like ninety nine, yeah. When my nuts should have been even smoother than they are now. But nuts are way smoother these days. I think you could probably pull it off now. Yeah, my, I definitely have nineties nuts. There's no question. <laughs> you know, yes, real gr- gr- grunge era nuts. <laughs> yeah, beyond my comprehension, I don't even know what. I don't even know you. If guys. if podcast ads are to be trusted, everyone is shaving every inch of their body right now. Yeah, at all times. Yeah, how funny is the the the, the manscaping yeah. tools? Yeah. It's like, you know what else works? Any trimmer for hair. <laughs> like, anything yeah. else works. What kind of special tools are being pitched at? Well, the manscaper is supposed to yeah. not snag your nuts when you're shaving your nuts. That wow. sounds nice. Engineered. Wow. Yeah. How do you keep your nuts out of the way of understand. this perfect machine? There is the. You can just go at it just however you want in the shower. In the backyard, whatever. It will not snag. It will not snag. Guaranteed claim. not to snag. <laughs> yeah. You can do it while on a treadmill. If you want to like double up on your chores, you get your steps in while you're shaving your nuts. No snags. I don't believe it. Nick I free. Bet you, I bet you I would snag that bitch up first You go. definitely would. Just bleeding. <laughs> yeah. When I breathe, it's like my nuts are sneezing. Like they're contracting and expanding so much. The skin quality is changing so rapidly that I can't, I can't help it. Yeah. You it's know. like a slug moving up a window. What I want is, you remember the 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 hair thing that was like for men's noses or like their ears? Like you yeah. could change the small attachment. Yeah. Yeah. I want something for butt crack. I want something that will run in in that <laughs> valley and and clean up that hair. I bet they have that. Have you ever given like the nair rag a go? I heard you just soak a towel or something in nair, oh, really? so you can just kind of wipe it and away, floss basically. Then. <laughs> that's interesting it's like a pre-bleach thing okay so yeah when i'm before i'm going to my bleach appointment it's mm-hmm. nice to just give yourself a narrow rub down do it's, the bleaches to mm-hmm. solid and nothing i've done down. Mm-hmm. i've never done i've it. always been too embarrassed to stick my butthole in someone's face and have them <laughs> operate on it so i haven't done it except for when i got my colonoscopy and then they really went to town on that sucker i thought that's just what they do when you get that done though it would it be so exactly like it would be so is. nice if you got a full waxing and bleaching while oh, they're oh, oh. while they're doing the colonoscopy i would pay for that sir oh, i get oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i get a lot of colonoscopies we took out one polyp but your butthole is sparkling <laughs> wait a second colonoscopy is like a, you're, you're serious. Yeah. You, it's like, it's a good <laughs> Relatively. thing. Relatively. It's a good thing to do every yeah, couple yeah. months. I'm assuming mm. you do that. Well, no, I have Crohn's disease. I have to do it once a year. Um, and uh, I, the first time I was like, do I need to shave down there? And they were like, no, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> and I thought for sure I had to shave my butthole for them to get you in there. Have, if you have like special instructions for your butthole, you'd have to shave them into <laughs> the hair down there. I was just like, I was thinking I'm going to have to shave my ass. And no. But what I want to do is like write a note for them on it. Or well, like put googly eyes, shave it into the hair. Yeah, or or like tan, go to a tanning bed mm-hmm. with like some cutout letters mm-hmm. so that your 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 butt tan spells out a message for them. They fucked me. They fucked with me though. They um gave me like the they the, stuck the tube in, the but then both of them put out. a finger in too. And then they started playing REM. 
Oh, that sounds great. And it was just like, what the fuck? Night it swimming? Was, that's no, me in the was, corner. Um, it was shiny, happy people. Oh, and I was not... like, why are they playing the worst song ever made as I'm passing out here? It was wild. And I was like, this is the last thing I hear. If I never come back and I heard this song last, these guys fucking got me. <laughs> fucking got me. I, think... I, hope, I was hoping it was something off of Monster instead. It's just like they're just back there listening to like mid tier REM with like a tube up my ass. Like, <laughs> and um, I had I, knee surgery when I was in freshman. I was high worried. School. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna warn you. I'm probably gonna shit all over this table because this is the first time I drank that shit, and it makes you shit water, and it just comes yeah. out. It's a mess. And they were like, "Don't worry, everyone does." On the tape? Yeah. They were like, <laughs> they just, that's all they said. And I was like, huh? And then the REM comes on. <laughs> I was like, then you're night swimming. What? I'm dude. just, just going to empty out, y'all. I'm sorry. Dude, if you were getting enough colonoscopies to do something like, I think I think you're just entering. You should get like a really funny tattoo like in your I ass should, crack. I ass like something weird, like a, like a, like a, you know, you use your butthole obviously as some mm. kind of like focal point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe like a mm-hmm. sunset. Maybe or it's, it's Vin Diesel's super face weird. in my butthole. Yeah, do something so super weird. So anytime these people, <laughs> these people, these professionals that yeah. that you know, they're going in there all, and apparently they're doing it a lot. Yeah, the, the like skin the around my butthole is sort of like Vin Diesel cover color yeah. too. It's like a, a light mocha. <laughs> it it's is. really. <laughs> yeah. There is a famous porn star that got like a kraken tattooed on her body, where it's like beak is her butthole. That'd be good, <laughs> and that would be cool. I could do something off yeah. of that. You know, I think you not or that like you, the eye of Sauron. Not that you aren't committed to some. <laughs> yeah, dude, do a Lord of the Rings tattoo yeah. down yeah. there. A very dope Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that yeah. goes down there will be like, "Are you fucking serious?" That's that's the move. <laughs> that that's the best one. It would be sick. A bunch of like elven runes, oh in, like a circle, <laughs> with like a so very funny. detailed eye. One ring to bind them. <laughs> yeah. It's the one ring. <laughs> it's my sting ring. Oh my god! It glows. Dude. It glows when I see orcs. <laughs> You've seen it before, dude. A story only fire can tell. Just get the, just get the, get the text that's on the ring. Just get it. Yes. Yeah. It's got the language of Mordor on it, which yeah. I will not utter here. Hell that's yeah. it. I hope you're listening to this, Sarah, because uh, this is a uh, scrap that other idea. This is it now. Get that. Yeah, at least near rag for Sarah. Get she that. did. No, she already told me she's not tattooing my butt. I did ask this already in a, in a different way. You got to get that. It's a trampoline at that point. Get that and then right above it, not all who wander are lost. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not all those who wander are lost. Yes. And underneath that, in a totally different vein, I'll, I'll put all ye who enter here abandon all hope and uh, here there be monsters. <laughs> Hit them all. What kind of real estate are we talking on this butthole? Yeah, I got to see this butthole. It's a mess. Andy, we got time for one more of your tunes uh, before we hit the dusty trail. Um, what else you got this week? Oh, I'm firing from the hip tonight because there's some good shit. I've been listening to so much on Bandcamp. Um, so bear with me so, while I find my So shit. deal with it, everybody. Just fucking. There's so much good shit. Too much, some would say. A lot of good shit. Yeah. All right, here it is. I found it. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. No, I'm just kidding. They're called Like Years. They're awesome. It's a Portland band. Uh, it's a project of uh, John Craig, and it's a really good album. It's called, 
I think it's pronounced Vicissitudes. Pretty awesome title. Yeah, that's a good one. It's good. Uh, this is a great album. I highly recommend you hit this band cap up and check this out. There's a lot of good shit on here, but I'm going to play you the first song, and it's called Freeway.
everybody was looking at me weird, and these kids were like, hey, you got something on your eye. So I kept rubbing my eye and be like, is it better? And they're like, no, it's on your eye. It's it's like red. And I couldn't understand what these kids were trying to tell me. So I took a picture of myself, and I had popped a blood vessel in my eye at some point the night before and just had like a bloody ring around my eye. Oh, no. Yeah, I think. Do you it, remember sneezing uh, heavily, or you think it would be from that? You think I you remember stressed it. out by something? No, nothing. Mm-mm. No. So I must have just like coughed really hard and not even known it. Or my eyeballs are melting. Yep. Maybe a fart. Yeah, it might have been a really hard fart. That <laughs> could have been a hard fart. Yeah. Have you guys ever blown a blood vessel? I don't think so. I haven't. Man, no. But I have. I've convulsed until I've thrown up on several occasions. <laughs> I knew somebody that puked so hard they they blew blood vessels in both eyes. Yeah, and it was pretty rough. I've, I've heard that happen. happening. It but. can happen. It's like that uh, kiss of the dragon, that movie. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah, but yeah, no, no blood vessels pop for me. Yeah, it's no a cool look. How hard I puke. <laughs> it's a cool look. I'm trying to even it out by like blowing one in the other one, so I can have like a cool demon eye thing for the week. Yeah. But one eye just seems like weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like you're like maybe pretty seriously sick, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not, but like when you have mm-hmm. one eye I, I, mm-hmm. that's blown out like that, it looks mm-hmm. like you might be. It looks like you might be, but it if looks you got kind of worse them, than it is. Honestly. If you blow out both of them, that's too sick, my dude. Get out of the studio. <laughs> yeah, get out of this. You're done in this band if you're that sick. <laughs> we can't keep up. Um, y'all were on the show for the first time, I think maybe in 2017. So it's been a very, very long time, and I'm sure I asked you some version of this question then, but we always close with uh, some talk about the future. and Time travel. When uh, y'all were just starting, I mean, I'm sure you're like a lot of bands who come on and say, what we aspire to is just to be able to do what we're doing and get better and play bigger and better shows. And a lot of bands take that sort of incremental approach. But now y'all have been doing it since 2015, so you're like eight years into this thing. Have your ambitions for the future and your expectations for yourself as a band changed in that time? Or are you still thinking about the future as we're lucky to get to do this? That's such an awesome question. Um, I don't know. COVID really changed things. Such a perspective shift in a lot of ways for me. I don't know. Like, What if that happens again? Yeah. What if that happens again? And like, you can't do anything at all. So anymore, it's just, everything's more complicated. Booking shows anywhere is more complicated. But at the end of the day, still, I mean, the like the, the alternative of not doing it just doesn't, uh, for me, yeah, it just doesn't register. So, you know, I don't know. Do you guys notice like a real end of the world vibe at shows now where some people are there, like they might not ever this might be the last time they see music in any form ever again. <laughs> there was a guy in Olympia that I definitely felt that way about 100%. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I thought he actually died in front of me several yeah. times. I am fully on board for it, but people are out there living <laughs> fast and dude. loose at these shows, and uh, a lot of people are not prepared for it, and those people can fuck off. Uh, just get back and enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. And please, the people that are like going recklessly hard, please like be aware of the people around you. <laughs> And yeah, I just seen some some crazy um, impromptu mosh pits break out lately at shows that people were not prepared for uh, in the surrounding vicinity, and that can just you know it clears up and it's fine. But man, people just get wrecked when they're not expecting it at a Portland show. It's kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah, 
I'm definitely too soft to have a, a mosh pit just spontaneously erupt around me and come out unscathed. Mm-hmm. You know, my oh, there's a lot of beers going down. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm interested in this, but we we're almost out of time here, so I don't want to get too far down this road. But did the fact that y'all couldn't do anything for a couple of years in COVID, and now it's a stilted version of what you used to do, does that reset your appreciation for for creating music? Like. What does that do to your desire to make art? And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious what's changed in your perception relative to that experience. The fact that we are operating operating as a four-piece for the first time Mm -hmm. is kind of, I don't know, it's been fun to mold into that. Because we're a new band, sort of, kind of. But in a lot of ways, more mostly, you know, it's kind of like a new thing. Well, you got the ramp up. Like, you're like a new band to a lot of people, but you have sure. this seasoning yeah. to be exactly yeah. what you intend yeah. to We've, be. Uh, I'm, I'm often, uh, I'm proud to be in this band. It, it hasn't been the easiest thing it, to keep it together over all these yeah. years. Like, same four people, mostly, you know. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we have... Really got we we play so much better together now. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to know each other, you know. Like I know what Dave's gonna do, you know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's good we, news. I think we, if we, it feels new to you guys, I think that's a good well, sign. And you know, know? we 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 spent the pandemic little, sure. just practicing and trying to get better and come out stronger. And now that we're able to play shows again, and we've uh, got this record, it's like when Dabs came out. You know, it's yeah. still weed, but like now it's new. And dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. That's a poignant reflection. Yeah, Andy. I, I, Thank I you. do appreciate that. Yeah, because I, I, you know, it's always, I was always trying to think yeah. of the best way to say it. Right, and you know, like when you hear something like that said, you're like, that's what metaphors <laughs> are for. You know, yeah, to illuminate something true. Mm-hmm. No, there was there was never a. It was it was really hard. It was really hard to keep things going through everything during the pandemic. You know, to have a to have a band, I feel like, and keep something operating as a unit. People are being subjected to bubbles and things like yeah. that. Sure, and, yeah. And that was the thing people were, you know, we were all kind of doing. And dealing with yourself as like a dangerous, flammable concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a dab. <laughs> yeah, not unlike a dab. Yeah, yeah. not unlike. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like. From to my ears again, I'm projecting, but there is something hearing you say that makes th- this new album seem even more like celebratory. It seems like a, a really like you're we're all I think we're all kind of collectively ready just to turn the page a little bit on that time and start to like reorient ourselves toward the things we used mm-hmm. to love. And it's nice to have a record at the end of that tunnel that sounds the way um, Parallel Narratives does because mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's clear the evolution. I mean, having known you guys a little bit for a number of years, I think it's I think it's obvious, and I, I really like where you've settled, and I think it sounds as much like you as anything you've ever done. So, congrats! I appreciate yeah. that. Thank awesome. you. And um, we're gonna let you guys take us out on a, on a track from a friend band. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you for being back on the show um, and and hanging out with us. This oh, yeah. was always Thanks a for blast. What's the best way for so people to fun. keep keep track of what you're doing and all the shows you all playing? Instagram, Linktree, through through it. But yeah, probably probably Instagram would be the safest bet. What's the ba- best place for people to buy the record? Where can people Bandcamp. give you some money? Bandcamp okay. would probably be the best place to buy the record. Do it on Bandcamp and, Friday if you can. Yeah. 
through Bandcamp and Instagram, you right can find on. a way to pre-save our incoming vinyl record, which we are going to have, you know, a lot of copies of. So that's well, what we do. Yeah, get the digital now, everybody, and then save your save your shekels for some sweet vinyl because that's going to be cool. Should be. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thanks again for being here, guys. We really appreciate that. Um, and thank all of you for listening. We are so glad to be doing this for you. Glad you tuned in. Hope you liked it. Hope you subscribe to the show. Hope you tell a friend. Hope you look at our dirty pictures on Instagram. Yep. You can do so by following Andy. It's it's all Andy. Just a bed full of wet pickles. Yep. At Hurt Gerbish. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. How was do the pizza soup? Like, do you make those pictures? Some. Did you do the pizza boiling he, in the water? He no, makes them in the to. sense of like, you know that book, The Secret? <laughs> Where you say something and you manifest it in the world, like that's in that sense, Andy does quote make those pictures because he thinks about I, them vividly. I pluck I think them it's from a, the internet and wills amazing. them into existence. It's amazing some of them fit the aesthetic so perfectly. They, they you mm-hmm. know, you, I see it and I'm like, oh man, that's so perfect for that for <laughs> awesome. you. For I you, it. yeah. You well, know, it's so funny. That is a just the, that's the ringing organic mm-hmm. endorsement, everybody. No, so if that doesn't if that doesn't inspire a few dozen follows, I don't know what fucking will. Because what is, yeah. that's that's the real shit right there. It's like that's a steering the wheel covered the, in pepperoni. The, the Oreos in the taco shell with the ranch on them. Oh yeah. What did what did you say? I said you got to think outside the bun. I think <laughs> those lines. And that's Something just a like taste, that. everybody. Yeah. That's what you're in for. Listen to this. That was yeah. funny. I've never been so excited. How are, how are Oreos good. in salsa? Oh man, disgusting. I have never tried it, but it looks disgusting. But I would, da- I, would I would yummy down on it. <laughs> that's you know. But I have to, to say, um, Instagram and Facebook have cut all ties with us. Uh, the last post I did. They said it was too obscene, and if I posted it, it violated their terms, and they would no longer um, be approaching us for branded marketing deals. Oh, really? You've, like they were you've before. You closed the and door. And I was like, I you've fucking closed. pushed that button. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. What was Instagram. the image? Um, it was a leg coming out of a toilet okay. for one of my uh, my weekly shows, but our shit's all connected. <laughs> and it was like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, and it you, wasn't even that gross. You and your uh, your side hustle hijacked our feed say. and then got us banned from the yeah, platform. Yeah, it was. I hope you're it happy. Was a Thank God ad. you didn't use our actual name of the podcast. No, it was I'm, a it was a hash air ad, but I liked it a bunch through our ad. Well, uh, through our, our Instagram, it's you very know what? convoluted. I was gonna I was gonna sup- I was gonna like promote your show, <laughs> but now I'm just gonna Google hash air. Yeah. If you're interested, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Nope. If you want to find out, use the internet. Good luck. I know you won't. We're on the gray web. Um, guys, what are we going out on tonight? You brought a track from a friend band. We'd love to hear that one before we hit the road. Band is Pulsa, and I asked Kyle from Pulsa to email you a track. I don't know what song he emailed you necessarily, but they're awesome. Pulsa, Portland, Oregon-based. What do you like about Sick, this band? Uh, I, like their, I like their ability to alter their live dynamic like with what they have on stage for example what i mean is they'll play they'll play a couple songs that don't necessarily sound the same but they'll be like rock songs Mm -hmm. and then they will really they're they're a band that really switches it up and and you know gives you a little bit of a variety with in regards to like the style of songs that they are playing and i it's just i don't know like I find them really interesting and engaging. Sweet. They cover a lot oh, of yeah. ground. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 dig, I don't know what he sent you. I don't he know. sent us the track Meditation. Great guys, too. Meditation. Off of their album cool. Two Moons. There's oh. this really dope, like, bass part at the end of the song. It's really dope. Well, great. Uh, I can't wait to give it a spin. 
Well, for Joe and Ed of Salopanto, for Andy, for Nate, this is Drew. We'll see you next week on Hot Garbage. The pen comes when I push it away. She stands there with a handful of hay to put under my legs to soothe my head while I lay in bed. I count sheep until I sleep. I try not to wait I try to keep my cool I try to, I try to Statue is born. I've moved by the storm.